It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Hey yo, good morning America, good morning Erica, who gave me good ahead while watching good morning America. It's episode 87 of View From 202 on a rare, I think, I'm pretty sure, First ever Sunday recording. I think first weekend recording ever. No, I think we yeah. did one other weekend recording. Really? In the past. I wow. think so. And here I was about to celebrate how profane we're being towards God's day, but good thing. It could have uh, been a Saturday. That's true. It's well, we're keeping Sabbath, but mm. um, which is the you know more stringent qualification. So we always strive for the more stringent. It's more important to us. Yeah. Clearly. Although I would say. I would say that this is not work, so if even if it were on Saturday, I would I would say it's fine. I, this is pretty far from work. Well, we don't get right? we don't get paid just, for it. Yeah, any, like, just to clarify, well, yeah, you know? it's just kind of like any work. Well, right? you you have to push a button to start this, uh, so we'd have to ask if we were all Jewish and doing this on a Saturday, we'd have to ask somebody to push the button to start the us, recording right. for us. But uh, you know, as far as the speaking, that's definitely not work. We just say whatever whatever pops into our damn minds. Yeah. So we're we're clear on that coast. Mm. But um, it's a Sunday recording because we got a Tuesday game, the return leg of the Chivas series. Uh, and uh, to recap last week's first game, it's same usual crew: Britt, Peach, and Sam. How, how's your guys' weekend? Um, we played volleyball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How was up? Uh, not, uh, very tiring, surprisingly. Really? Yeah, I jumped a lot in sand. It's it's hard to jump and run around in sand. Well, I think any activity that you do, you just if you do it in sand, it's just that much harder, and uh-huh. you're like that much more sore. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not on the team technically, so I was just there for the ride. Um, it's actually a nice day out today. Do you still have yeah. your ACLs? I feel like sand sand sports are always uh, so spell doom. For just ACLs. like Kyle Duncan should never go in the sand. Yeah, no, I think period. That, I I worry that it's just gonna happen. Yeah, eventually. On that note, me. um, you know, I maybe they're gonna be finished by the time we we go live with this. But uh, do if you have a moment, uh, Metro Fan TV, uh, run by the the dreadful, despicable Lens and Fernando. Um, are soliciting uh, get well soon videos to Kyle Duncan, who uh, in the last week since our last recording, it's revealed, has tore his ACL, torn his ACL. Uh, so if you have a moment and you are so inclined, feel free to send a very you know just a short well wishes video over to Metro Fan TV to send that over to Kyle, uh, as uh, it is shitty that he tore his ACL so early on in his Red Bulls career and in the season. Um, but yeah, you're right, Sam. It is a nice day out. I, I eventually stopped looking at the weather because I was just like beyond it, and I've been pleasantly surprised this last weekend. I just, it's, I just, it's never going to be summer again. It's nice when, yeah, yeah, that, that's it's true. It's never going to be spring, I think mm-hmm. it's more accurate, because we're going to skip into true, summer, yeah. and it's going to get really it's muggy. It's going to be 80 in like two weeks. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, like, it would be literally, literally surprising. Right. Thing. It's like we're in annihilation, but instead of everything mutating, it's just staying the same bizarre level of 40-something. 40-something the whole time. Which, I, I don't know. Is that better? Is that worse? I don't know. Yeah. We're just stuck in the shimmer. Um, so the Rebels did lose, technically, um, 1-0 last Wednesday at Estadio Akron. Um, I, I do pause to say, we, you know, you win or lose, because in the series it's kind of relevant. Like, a lot, a lot of times people are like, oh, yeah, that win in D.C. was the best, or that loss well, does it matter in D.C. was us? the best loss ever. And it's like, I don't even remember it being a loss. Does it I matter for us if we host? It does. Wait, what do you mean? Like, if we host the second Oh, second tech. Week. Okay, yes. Technically, you're right. Okay, I forgot about that. That the there is like the cumulative table of results that they're doing. So I mean, could, if you just if you just preface it or you end this, you know, a, a loss in the in the first leg. Yeah. Like as long as long as that's always like they're tied like that, then yeah. it's fine. So I we've think. we've finished the first leg in Guadalajara, one zero down. Um, courtesy of a. Uh, Error from uh, Tyler Adams, pretty much uh, on a set piece. Was it a corner or something? No, it was a no. it was a set piece that kind of broke down. Tyler made a bad pass, and then uh, Chivas successfully converted the two on one. Maybe yeah. it was two on two by the time, but really just had no one to beat and slotted away a goal. And you know that is that is like pretty much the only thing that happens in this match. It's a real Brad gets uh, a chance. poor game. Um, really, from 
on it, both from a neutral perspective, I can't imagine even being a mo- neutral watching that game. But even as a imagine non-neutral, being a neutral, like watching this CCL game, the like, best of someone in my Conca office Calf. gave me props for watching Concacaf Champions League, oh, well, they can which is like kiss my ass. Yeah, yeah right. Know. Um, but um, <laughs> you know, even as a non-neutral, as an interested party, it was a, it was a pretty uh, you know discordant game. Uh, pretty pretty. Very choppy. Choppy. Neither yeah. team really got anything going. I mean, okay, so you said Bradley got his one chance at the end, but it was kind of a weird, you know, it wasn't, it was kind of a Came ball that defender, fell to him. Yeah. And a couple deflections. The uh, the keeper closes him down extremely quickly to the point where it, it's it's a hard chance. It was good goalkeeping. I, yeah. dis, I disagree. I would never call that a sitter. Um, right. uh, has anyone been saying that? No, but I, been, I, th- I think the only hold it that they've been framing it that. The way only criticism, though. and I feel like even Bradley gives himself this criticism, is that maybe that touch prior to the yeah, shot the, was the a, little, a little heavy. Um, if he maybe had mm. just it was a little it was a little more delicate in setting mm. it up, he maybe would have had a better chance. But credit to the keeper for closing him down. So yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, like it wasn't like a glaringly obvious opportunity that was squandered. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the sense of like it was a sitter. Yeah. Uh, but it was still like something that I'm sure Brad is like, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's playing back in his head. Honestly, I feel somewhat similarly to the, you know, chance in the Toronto game that he, you know, quote unquote missed and flubbed or whatever, where it's like, okay, sure. Yeah. He could have scored the goal there, but at the same time, I feel extremely hesitant to hang the L even slightly on him when yeah. like, that's really like the one kind of chance that we have. Uh, I mean, all match. Even that the, says more about the midfield, right? The right. Than so, yeah. About so Brad, it's yeah. like I, I, all of this to say, I want to deflect the attention from that chance. So maybe I should stop talking about but it. Like, I, I <laughs> but like, I would say, I'd say like the one difference to me versus like this game and the Tijuana game is that when Brad, Brad was not given too too many chances. No, well, yeah. definitely more in Tijuana than uh, this past Wednesday. Right. Mm-hmm. But he was just like flawless. Yeah. Uh, again yeah. in Tijuana, and then just you know slightly slightly off um, this past week. Yeah. Well, so my my feeling after watching this game is that it just really feels like we never even really started playing. I don't and think com- anyone really started playing. Combined with Orlando the week before, where the lineup was always in a state of something we don't want, and like the game state was weird, and like somebody needed to get subbed, and somebody got hurt. It just feels like for a good 180 minutes now, like we haven't actually seen the Red Bulls play. So we we trot out there I, with five I, in the back. When's the last time we really saw the Red Bulls play? I mean, against Minnesota, I feel like we... we yeah. There was it's a bit like, of rotation going yeah, on, but, but we, were, we were on all cylinders. Oh, I thought you there, meant you know? like... like, like a team starting eleven. No, I mean I kind of do in a sense. Uh, in that in Minnesota, we put out a team out there that you know we knew we were gonna have a week after to rest. It was a regular game, and we put out a team to quite simply win the game. That's the simple objective. Period. In Orlando, the objective was to kind of manage our squad, manage the rotation, manage, you know, maybe get a point, but really look towards Tuesday. So we weren't really on full cylinders in that sense. On Wednesday, we go out with five in the back and, you know, kind of look to basically just burn 90 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe get a goal or something. And so in that sense, it, and, you know, especially with the five in the back, as opposed to having that extra body in midfield, it kind of felt like, you know, we weren't really on full cylinders yet either so that's the sense in which i mean that so we do go out with five in the back with parker long and colin all out there we see taxi and mario come back into the squad um and i think the result for me is and the result the thing that i see a lot of people saying is that um you really notice that lack of a midfielder in the in next to davis and adams yeah where sometimes you have these uh they kind of team up in in Get a half, half, fifty-fifty ball, uh, or kind of half win the ball, and then um, you would see there. that space that Shakovsky or someone usually would be in in other games mm-hmm, right. that they just wouldn't be there, and you couldn't exactly release everyone the same way that we had, or, or really transition quickly in the same way we had, where uh, Jesse opted to have that extra body in the back instead. Eventually, of course, it, it arguably came to not because Ryan Collin gets his second yellow card on the night and we get reduced to 10 men anyway um, for about, what, 15 minutes uh, to mm-hmm. end the game? Um, but I think it's telling that in the match day video, which has come out, which, once again, is very, very top quality and we recommend viewing, 
um, you know, Jesse, they have, they have an audio clip from, from the halftime speech saying, okay, it was a mistake, but, you know, at the very worst, at the very worst, you know, if we keep playing ourselves, we're going to get out of here down 1-0, at the very worst. Which seems to confirm the more that he took a more conservative approach yeah. here. And that barring, barring a single mistake, we basically just went there and burned 90 minutes which so so I guess I guess the question becomes and it's something that maybe I think other people are asking and kind of what I would ask after after watching that game is we go to Tijuana and we play four in the back we mm-hmm. play like a four two three one or whatever and uh, you know we, we go out and we we look to you know break up the game a little bit but also attack mm-hmm. um, why I guess why don't I mean, on the surface why don't we try to do something similar? In Guadalajara, yeah, um, and then I, I mean, does 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 it have to do with T, uh, Chivas being a more attack oriented team? I mean, Tijuana has a great uh, defense, and they like you know as we had talked about you know in depth. But I recall Jesse and a few others prior to the game being like you know uh, Chivas has a great attack; they're an attack oriented yeah. uh, 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 you know team, and they like to score goals or, or whatever. And, and and then you know. Is this a response to that? Um, I, I don't know why we don't just kind of go out, you know, and really try to like just get that away goal and you know try to collapse an already shaking, shaky or like unconvincing Chivas squad. I mean, yeah. like it's it beyond just not attacking. Like I don't think anyone got their foot in that game. Yeah, yeah I mean, Chivas were not great, I, and I, I I don't think they were convincing. I mean, like no, you know, we all saw the the goal, and we you know they they had one fluky, hit Robles. They had one fluky chance, and we had one fluky chance, yeah. and and ours you know theirs happened to go in, and ours didn't. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like either side was remarkable. I mean, and it just grow into the game. I sh- felt like I, until we got our you know until the red right, but and yeah, even on arguably that, arguably we got even better after that too. But. I would probably disagree. I feel like it was more the same after the red. Yeah, I yes. feel like it was like okay, we're definitely not getting a goal if that was ever happening. But yeah, you know. it was just really trying to hold down and play entirely defensive. Yeah, at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, Chivas's plans seem to be really to uh, hit long diagonal balls to Pizarro over and over again, who to varying degree it was basically shut down by Tack or uh, Mario. Um, for most of the game, I mean, sometimes it would frustrate us, and we would we weren't able to like build out of the corner uh, after winning the ball in the same kind of we do kind of ways that we have in other games earlier this season. But we certainly weren't vulnerable from mm-hmm. Bizarro getting mm-hmm. that one outlet over and over again. Right. Like, I mean, I think we kind of mirrored that in ourselves as well, where we would, uh, you know, that that lack of that other midfielder left Royer totally stranded, and yeah. it, it was tough to watch Royer in this game because. And, I mean, and will to some extent, but... Yeah, on, I mean, he on. had that one stretch where he stayed really, really strong on the ball and, and like, dribbled for a while, but he kind of had... He kind of dribbled to nowhere. He really had nowhere to go. Um, and he wasn't really effective, but uh, it wasn't necessarily his fault. It was... He was totally isolated. He had no one to combine with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... As to the question that you bring up, Sam, about, you know, is Chivas more attack-minded? Is that why he did that? I mean, I guess Alan Polito is probably better than any of the strikers on Tijuana. But as a team, like, I, I don't think they're, they were any better. Yeah, than, and I would even, like, counter, not counter myself, but I, mean, I threw the question out there on impulse. But, like, I'm just, like, thinking about it. Like, if we compare this game to Tijuana, um, they had so many more chances against us and Robles bailed us out right. so many more times yeah. as, you know, compared to this game where we really shut them out, you know, barring that one error by Tyler Adams. Well, is it because it's three in the back, which I don't, I don't believe I'm just putting it out there, um, <laughs> which I also say no. I mean, like, it, it, I think there was, there were very few chances created in that game overall. Um, I think it's partly due to how we played, but it's also part, like, you know, in general how they played as well. I think both of these teams are a bit scared. Well, I don't think it, the I game did, the game just didn't open up. It was a weird game. Also, the crowd. I mean, obviously they're allowed when they scored their goal, but my sense from the broadcast was that the crowd wasn't super into it at any point yeah. either. I mean, I guess it filled up by the end. It was a announced sellout, but it. it I didn't get the sense that it, you know. Did the refing make it choppy though? The refing was a bit, um, yeah, rough. I get, or you know, there is the instant at the end of the game in particular that where you know Tyler gets dragged back, and the ref 
the ref takes a while. I, honestly, the fundamental driving issue is that the ref takes probably longer than he should to even call the foul in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. So Tyler gets annoyed and pushes him back, and then there's a scrum uh, where everyone gets on each other's face. And uh, was it Pereira? Yeah. Pereira, um, yeah. Pereira um, you know, eventually puts a brief chokehold on Sean Davis, which then the ref does not uh, call. It, it seems like the read on the situation is maybe that you know, when there's such a big scrum that he's trying to quell, that, you know, everything kind of cancel each other out. He didn't want to send a lot of people off or issue a lot of yellow cards, it seems, yeah. at the end of the game when it's a two-leg series. Everything kind of wiped clean. But in a way, we ended up we end up winning this arguably in the long term because Tyler doesn't get a doesn't yellow. Get carded. He doesn't He's not suspended because he's already sitting on a yellow for the whole tournament. If he got another one, he would have been suspended for the second leg. Yep. So he's, he's good to go for the next game. Um, but... Pereira has now received a two-match suspension, I think, right. correct? Um, because of the chokehold, uh, and he's one of their more important defenders, I Captain, believe. Captain, center yeah. back. Um, so arguably, we we win the we lost the battle and won the war there. But I guess to your point, Peaches, yeah, I think that the refing was a little uh, choppy and I, didn't I, encourage that. I just either. think in that one instance, if he just called the he called the foul earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just immediately gave a yellow. Yeah. Then Tyler would have just quickly picked up and carried play on. Yeah. And I think that that could have managed it. Maybe he saw some advantage that he could maybe potentially pull out of the and arm then grab that, that he had. Pulling back. Like, I don't. I, I don't know. It just it seemed really weird. I I just think it's like it just that was a poor man, uh, you know refereeing. Uh, I guess he could. I snapshot. Mean, there was a my bit opinion. of space in front of him. If he could somehow break out of it without yeah. committing a like uh you know any sort of physical I, the yeah, decision to keep calling on uh as you mean with a yellow yeah i mean look that's fi- i mean that, like, that, I'm, I'm actually okay with that as well yeah I'm just, that, look, i think that's positing it colin colin got a yellow early in the game but uh unlike the orlando game i don't think he was like you know a walking red card right i think he sure. was playing fairly normally i thought he and i think i made the comment prior and i think we all kind of had a consensus that this is one of colin's better games right yeah prior to being sent off and that yeah. he made some really smart defensive pl- like decisions in the box mm-hmm. uh especially well i think um, which, which i thought was right. a nice change of pace for for you know his like you know recent string of like panicked looks and panicked decision making uh-huh. i think three in the back kind of helps colin because he can he can come up and make those aggressive like he has cover you mean right because he has cover from long and parker behind him mm. but at the fair. same time like Collins always do for a yellow card at any point, like at any any given time. I mean, he's the one who so, like you know fall on the sword. So I to mean, speak. arguably, he his second yellow this. card is a little is a little hard. I think it was because it was uh it was in like it was a professional pin. foul. Yeah, oh, okay. I thought it was more, yeah more I professional. Mean, we have a little. We have a little. Yeah, I mean, like no one was really fighting it. Yeah. Too hard or disputing it too hard. He didn't himself. I mean, he is a little but upset. We had like, we had some. I mean, I think we had both Long and Parker. We had several people right. back, so yeah, I just don't know if it was even decision. necessary. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but we talk about it's, 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 it's a snap judgment. I guess thing. before to that extent, though, to that question, I I do not think it was a situation where like everyone is screaming, Jesse, it's obvious, Colin's gonna get a second yell. You need to pull no, him off. No, for kinda, me, it was yeah. more of like Colin should come off, put Chitkovsky in, put. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To that point, it's like, hey, do we want to change formations, get a midfielder in, and, and try to get right. a point out of I this? Think or not a point, but try to get a goal, well, get yeah, an away it's goal. It's a point, yeah. Yeah, I think I get literally, yeah. yeah. The calculation, or I, I don't, I don't know that Jesse was even thinking this way. I should disclaim that before I say that. But the the <laughs> assumption. I thought you were psychic. Yeah. I don't like the the assumption. It's on your resume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the assumption maybe that like five in the backs is more conservative than four two three one. I think is not it's not necessarily a given. Right. That you know we we don't necessarily we're not necessarily more sound when we're with when we've got three center backs on the field as opposed to that one extra body of midfield. So um, in that sense, I I think it would have been a better both offensive and maybe even defensive move to have that extra midfielder instead. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of just thinking about this when you brought up Orlando, just Orlando, just thought about how like uh, pro, you know when Sasha was with us last season, mm-hmm. you know, it it almost seemed like at least in my mind that the system was built to cater to a player like Sasha. 
uh, and the system, and when I say system, I just mean the three-three-three-one sort mm-hmm. of formation that allows like there to be an attacking midfielder who isn't really yeah. obligated to drop back and have any defensive roles behind. because of all the def- all the you know additional cover that you'd have with essentially five defenders. Um, is that formation as effective with a player like Sean Davis? Uh, is that strategy effective? I mean, I mean, I think it would play more like a five-two-three. Where Davis and Adams were functionally alone a lot of the times in yeah. midfield, and then Muil and Royer were were often in isolation. Yeah. So there was no that there's not that extra link there. It makes me wonder. I don't have an answer for this, but it, it makes me wonder how did we even do this against Tijuana in the second leg when we had five in the back because we right. did successfully counter against them a couple times with five in the back that we couldn't muster here. There was a sequence late in the game uh, where we actually executed a couple crisp passes right to our feet a couple times and we looked as surprised as anyone it was yeah. like oh right yeah we can do this right um and we were able to do that you know from about the 35th minute or so it's you i mean we we're we were home for that game which does mean you know maybe affect it but um yeah we, I, we seem to be missing that extra body very very badly mm-hmm. alex wheel came down pretty hard he did, yeah. He, he got a concussion scare. Um, I gotta say, I'm like, I'm worried that if we keep playing like this, keep on, like everyone's gonna get concussion by the end of the season. Yeah, it's the amount of head collisions is in is, this game alone is not too, just is like, not great. Um, yeah, but yeah, well, it's know. like this game and Orlando, right? Right, it's yeah. just back to back. And like, I don't know if it's a nature of like the circumstances of just playing against a very chippy Orlando team and all yeah. of our games are kind of chippy like or that. Or like our aggressive play style as well. Or if it's on us. Yeah. 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 Who knows? But, I but hope, it seems I hope. that he's back in full training, but mm-hmm. that, that kind of worries me because I, I thought he like it looked like he got knocked out cold. Yeah. And then he went back into the, you know, he went through the tunnel and he got, you know, medical attention and then he was actually back on the bench um, in the second half. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so he yeah. was, he was like, you know, functioning and it looked very, very, yeah, very that game bad did get at, at the hand. beginning, but I think he kind of... He Aaron Long went down a little bit, himself. too. Yeah. But that one seemed like it was time-wasting. Yeah, a little bit. There was a little bit of that. So, who is our goatist for our 1-0 deficit in Guadalajara? Uh, I can start. I guess I feel... I remember... I remember Long Com- playing pretty well. I was gonna say I like, was gonna put a center back. I, I thought yeah. that Tim Parker played pretty well. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, if Arlene Colin didn't get a red card, it'd be Colin. I might be. It might be Colin. I would have I given. Mean, yeah. I'd give it to Colin for the first seventy-five minutes. I mean, but but yeah. I mean, red card. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I thought Kamara had some beautiful Kamara Lawrence tackles. Oh, which right. like, he had a really solid one. Which like, like there was just like one in the corner where he just like yeah. it was like rude. Like he just got the ball <laughs> and just crushed that. Wait, 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 hold on. The guy. Before we, we do go to Snowdis, can we talk about the subs? Because people are talking about the subs. No, we, oh. have, we have a question about that later. So oh, we, okay. we have an email <laughs> about that later. So okay, we we'll revisit it at the end. But yeah. Shout out to the back line. Otherwise. Yeah, I mean, shout watching, out to the the production meeting we had before this, where I knew that we can talk yeah. about this later. Watch, uh, watch, watching Parker and Long um, play made me think even more. Like, I I really think that they could have handled this but, on yeah. their own. Well, I, I mean, just like, here's something I was gonna say about the call in red card. Does that mean that Jesse's gonna be more likely to go to four in the back against the second leg? Or is I he mean, gonna be stubborn? I mean, Fidel, Escobar on Fidel. Fidel is yeah. fit now. Um, however, Fidel is a different kind, kind of center, of center back, back than Colin is. Colin is so. He would pair with Colin and not yeah. replace him right. in that sense. Right? I would guess no, but we can we can punt that later on to the second leg discussion. Uh, okay, who who is our wotest for this game? Tyler. Yeah. 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 Dave Suracha ruined Tyler Adams. Uh, it's canon. Um, <laughs> I almost forgot his real name. I actually don't know his real name. Is it Sriracha? It's Sriracha. Dave Sriracha. Yeah. God damn it. Tam, you spicy Dave. You're not, not even, that, even spicy. that spicy. Yeah, not even that spicy. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Dave Sriracha. More, you know, white Sriracha, more beloved among white people than... I don't I don't even know if that's true, but I'm just going to go with that <laughs> than, than, you know, necessary. Um. Yeah, Tyler. That, you know, he knows. Everyone knows that yeah. one fell on his guy, and he was also pretty poor in general. Yeah. Actually, it was it was strange. He yeah. got better. But I would say game. like honorable votes to 
uh, Davis and then I guess Colin. Too. Davis looked a little gassed. Yeah, yeah I, I just I, I mean Davis was frustrated with himself. You could like tell like there were like moments where he was like you know there were a few strings of like plays that like just kind of broke up when he got right. possession and I, you could tell that he was like very frustrated with himself. Yeah, actually when when Wheel came off and Velo came on, I, I I thought that Velo looked really good, like immediately. Velo Velo had a moment where you know everyone was a little frustrated at first when they saw him about to enter and not Kaku. But then he had a moment where he, he did the exact kind of uh, like quick um, release of pres- uh, of possession or like found someone and yeah. like had a bit of a link up for the first time in the match uh, and showed a, f- a flash of what we needed. Uh, and then you never saw that again, which I think um, it was an issue with the, not issue with him, but an issue with the shape. Sure, right? but I, th- I think that Blow was a bit gluier um, in general than, than you might be letting on. Like, there, there are a few moments in, in the later half where I thought that he made runs that opened other people up as well, and that he's kind of he was kind of doing the Alex Muel thing a little bit better. Okay. I mean, in this case, like, the only switch that I see from from last the last game that or from from the the last time we did three in the back which was against Tijuana at home yeah was just Velo and Davis right that's the only switch right and so I, I don't know if if Velo had maybe more of a fit yeah or maybe system. maybe if he hadn't played the full ninety ha, you know it was gassed had to uh, you know drop in as a right back for for the Orlando game. He maybe would have come in at a different time, at a different point, yeah. uh, and maybe for a different player in Davis. Right. So I don't know. Things just things to consider, right? Yeah. Um. So since since we're playing Chivas again on Tuesday, um, should we just do one segment? Just roll straight into it. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it live. So um, it's I guess not, not as live, as the segue, I'm gonna edit this. We can. Uh, <laughs> We can just—I guess—we can broach the Kaku question because the first question I think we have, uh, or the email that we have for this week, which I'm going to go ahead and do now, is from Mike Robinson. Thank you, Mike, for Thanks, Mike. Your, your reliable emails. Yeah, Mike. Um, uh, and it's—it's it's about lineup selection. Um, he says, uh, "Hello, view from 202. Does Jesse have any excuse to not play Kaku against Chivas?" Should, what I assume to be, his pattern of refusing to go for it in big matches receive further examination? I understand that there isn't a ton of media or job pressure in MLS relative to other American sports or soccer leagues around the world. Shout out Jesse Marsh, longest tenured New York coach. Yeah. But Jesse's (laughs) in-game tactical decisions and hesitance to play the strongest possible lineup in the playoffs and cup matches can be infuriating. At what point do we accept that he isn't really evolving as a manager and refusing to even flirt with his full potential? He is still all about preparation and safety, which works well and better, which works much better in a single table. Obviously, a 1-0 loss in Mexico is fine, and this email becomes ridiculous whining if they pull off the right win in the home leg, <laughs> if it isn't whining already. Uh, thanks for continuing, continuing to put out a quality product and allowing me to waste your time. Mike. Ah, Mike. Well, you, you, Mike. you don't need to you don't self-deprecate. Waste, yeah. uh, we waste our own time. Really. To that point, we will never... If you email us something, uh, we will never say that you're just whining and ungrateful. Um, if you have, if you email us something and we think it's stupid, we're gonna get we're gonna just get on to saying how it's stupid. But we welcome <laughs> you emailing it, like you know, we don't want we don't mean we're not gonna complain about everyone whining. That's the whole point of this whole enterprise. The, um, we literally created a podcast so we could whine. Yeah, that's that's goals. the that is the essence of the exercise. So please continue. Um, I wish Mike had hit had included some examples though about I think not going for the lineup because I, I, I do own in last years I think that people are very critical of the open cup final okay uh, and some of the tactics and players that we used um, I think like uh, who was it Zizzo mm-hmm. his substitution was just a very big question mark oh that's right in for uh, taxi right that's who it was for, right? I don't, I don't remember. I honestly don't recall the specifics. I just remember that being kind of one thing where uh-huh. 
like it did rustle some, you know, ruffle but some feathers. But that's just because everyone disliked, or like everyone had a thing about Zizzo. But I feel like that would be like the peak example of like yeah. just questionable decision making in a game that you have to go all out and you know to to win. Right. Also, this wasn't that kind of game, right? So yeah, no, it's and, the and, first leg I, away. I, yeah. No, exactly. I, I'm just adding to your point. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so I say in this case, it's slightly different. And, and maybe you talk about it from a few different, you know, uh, for a few different reasons. But the one that I kind of am sticking to is that this lineup and the you know and everything was entirely circumstantial based on the game against Orlando uh and so I feel like you don't uh ideally you know you go to Orlando and you know Kaku gets the assist Velo scores Etienne scores we actually manage the game with a decent you know defense and Tommy Redding doesn't do his thing uh (laughs) doesn't doesn't delete his Twitter which I hope he did uh and, and uh and you actually are able to take out some players and rest them in preparation for the Wednesday game, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and you don't really get to do that, and you don't give uh, someone like Kaku the opportunity because you get you exhaust all your subs, and then you're down down to ten men uh, because of the Kyle Duncan injury. Right. Um, and so you know it's it's that. So he's gassed. Plus having coming off of a a, a minor quad injury the week prior to that, you know. Uh, I think that alone is enough reason to not start Kaku um, because you would rather rest him for the, the 10 days to have him be a fresh, viable option, you know, come Tuesday. Yeah, I, I also think after Minnesota, a lot of people are realizing, oh, it's like Muil's okay to start. Like, I think a lot of people are okay with Kaku not starting, uh, but not subbing in Kaku is what ruffled a lot of people's feathers. But, I, I, like, I, this game wasn't about, you know, taking home three points. Look, if we were going to keep five people on the back line, there's no point in putting Kaku in the right. game, in my opinion. I agree. Because he just would have been isolated the same way that Royer and Wheel were. It, it, there was a total lack of chance creation in general, though, but I don't, I don't think that's what we were going for for this game anyway. Like, right. it was very much designed I mean, I guess, to... I guess, well, I guess the question then becomes, like, uh, so there's, I guess, two, I don't know, uh, like, Schrodinger's Colin, right? Like, because like there's, because like you just like don't like like assuming that you know Colin doesn't get a, a red card, uh, you would uh, you'd see somebody like uh, I don't know Shakovsky uh, or potentially Kaku coming in for for Davis or mm-hmm. Adams or somebody who's just not looking good. Uh, but once you know Colin's out in the 70th minute, 75th minute, like you just can't you can't afford to make a substitution like that. So you actually yeah. can't afford to let no him play. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, to that argument, like, he should come off the bench. It's like, well, maybe he would have if – and he, I think Jesse would have, you know, planned the game differently if Colin doesn't get sent off in the 75th minute. Also, I will say that every time we, we made a substitute – Jesse made a sub, I think within five minutes I was able to just kind of see a little bit of value in all of them as, as they came on. Um, and I'm going to be totally honest here. Like, this this is just a general thing. I just kind of look at Jesse as a guy who overthinks everything in kind of a galaxy brain Tatsumi-like yeah. manner. Um, I guess I do remember when I was watching the game, I was making gags on Twitter about, uh, like, you know, like, oh, jokes on Chivas. This is, like, actually a 40 chess tournament. It's not a <laughs> soccer tournament. Right. Like, I, 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 I often did have, find myself excusing yeah. Jesse for making, like, 40 so chess decisions though, because it works out like 75% of the time. Even though I can't place the exact lineup decisions, I guess I do, I am drawing from the same well as Mike, I guess, in that sense, where I do have that same baseline instinctual frustration, even if I can't name exactly (laughs) why. But, I mean, I'm based on what he said, I'm inclined, or what Jesse has said, I'm inclined to believe that I think he probably would have tried to keep five in the back the whole game. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the real decision for me that frustrates me from uh, frustrates me with Jesse's time sometimes is the five in the back versus four in the back as opposed to you know literally the personnel who we who we play basically the Kaku question um where I I'm not even sure that five in the back is the more conservative move as I was saying earlier in the game uh and I, I think um you know it hamstrings us going forward isn't necessarily better don't back say that word Okay, whatever. Uh, the um, <laughs> but like twice now we've in this tournament alone we've played against Tijuana and Chivas five in the back and we've conceded goals. Uh, whereas um, four in the back in this tournament the only Legit. goal we've considered uh, conceded a was a penalty by Colin, which is a, you know another individual mistake. Um, so you know I, I think part of me does wish he would just go out there and go for it um, and say like this is our best lineup we're gonna beat you. Like I, you know, 
it's hard to complain, yeah, because one zero loss is not bad. Zero zero would have been, you know, particularly Fine. not bad. Yeah. But you know, I think based on what we saw from Chivas, they were they were not great, and we did not have to defer to them as much as we, uh, as much as we did. We deferred to them more than we deferred to Tijuana, and Tijuana seemed to be a better team. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't know. So, looking towards next uh, Tuesday. Um, I guess the heart of Mike's question for the for the lineup. I mean, does does Kaku slot in? Do we do four in the back? Do we do five in the back? I, I mean, like I was saying before, I think it's hard for us to do five in the back. I mean, Collins out now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that uh, part of me was relieved when he got red carded. I was like, well, there you go, Jesse. <coughs> yeah. Can't Yo, can't fuck do, your sister. You can't <laughs> do five in the back next time. <laughs> You know, until he pulls up Colin. What if Collins. Colin did that on purpose? He Actually, like, no. Ref, just give me a yell. He plays <laughs> BWP as the third center back for chemistry. RFP, <laughs> <laughs> <those>, Mike. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, Mike LaBelle has apparently been playing his ultimate team players with BWP as a defensive midfielder. He did say instant subs, though. He said he did two instant subs. Does that mean that he just subbed out BWP immediately? Because you have to like meet for the EMLS, for the EMLS thing, you have, you have to, to play four amount of, players, yeah. which is dumb if you can instant sub them. Anyway, we talked about <laughs> EMLS more than we meant to. <laughs> At but, all. But you know, it's it's a uh, it's a possibility though that Jesse pulls out some real some real galaxy brain stuff. Um, you know, recalls Anatola Bong to play center back. Could happen, folks. Well, Crazy he got, he got hurt happened. He got hurt today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From a scissor tackle from, from none other than, than uh, Alexandru Jescu Ionita. I think that's yeah. how you say Alexander in Romanian. Damn. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to think Kaku plays. I mean, part of this, part of the reason for the Kaku thing is, okay, one, I do think it's true that you know, it's becoming more clear that there is not necessarily a rigid first team, which I think is good. Yeah. Two, there there is like kind of this syncopated schedule that we're on a little bit, where Kaku had to get integrated in the team a little bit more. And the way that the dice fell was that it, the best time to do that was with the B team, and that due to the midweeks and all that stuff, really the best team to get time to get back on sync since our Houston game was canceled, would be this match. Yeah. Like, this would be the match mm-hmm. where everyone gets synced up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that will happen. Now, if it doesn't, I might not necessarily be throwing the table immediately. Right. Um, and then I, I also kind of want to, like, you know, the likes of, like, MLS transfers or whatever, who, who I think is a total charlatan of a Twitter account, by the way, like, doesn't deserve the deference that they get, but um, you I know, I just kind of like when they troll people. Yeah, is well, that's the, that's the thing. I feel like they don't even take themselves as seriously Anymore, as some people right. as, as <laughs> some people do. But you know, trot out the line of like, oh, why don't you play your six million dollar signing? Like, oh, Kaku costs six million. You're not even playing him. That's not the reason that you play him. Now, the listener might be thinking, well, weren't you guys, com- you know, complaining about Verone for three whole seasons? I said the reason that I complained about Verone is that I thought he had the finishing ability and touch that we lacked at times, not solely because we spent $2 million on him. The transfer fee alone is not, right. and you know, we're dictated. Clearly you know, able it's, to play it's, him. it's the product on yeah. the field and the results that he generated given the, like, so little mm-hmm. time that he was on, even on the pitch. Right. Yeah, and we're clearly, like, able to finish the season. Even Derek Etienne has scored a goal. Ah, I'm just kidding. I'm just... Wow. Yeah. Now we have to ban you. I know. From our own podcast. Uh, that's easy enough. Yeah. Um. Well... Can I give you a hot take? Oh boy. When do I mean, you not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're usually pretty warm. They're no, not like no, they're pretty hot. Alright, so this is my spicy one. They're like hot pockets. They're warm on the outside, but freezing when you really get down to the middle of it. Yeah, on Tuesday I think there might be a chance that Kaku does start. Okay. And he's gonna replace Danny Royer. Okay. So Why do you that's say that's like that? that's like the wrong type of spicy. That's like vinegar spicy. <laughs> that, that's like that's like that's like my chicken vindaloo spicy. That's like not enjoyable hot. That you I don't I, enjoy chicken vindaloo spice. Uh, it's just like it's that no, but in that in that vinegary sense, it's like oh. sometimes it's like it's hot. It's like without, slightly separated. But it's like hot without flavor. It's just like it's hot to be hot. Oh, it's just like hot for the sake of being okay. Yeah, or just no, or just in no, hot, no, in this case wrongly hot. No, no, I, I'm I'm dead ass here. Like I I think that Danny. <laughs> 
like me. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I am a dead ass here. Uh, I think that uh, Royer, um, look, look, I, I, like he just he hasn't scored yet. Like I, I think there's a chance that Kaku might just come in, make a chance, be a chance what creator. Like I, I like think he's struggling a little bit. He's a bit out of form. I, I think. feel like you, among. All of us often trump the whole like trump up the whole like you know goals and scoring is not the end all be all. I'm surprised to hear this from you. Yeah, but I mean I don't like D- Danny works best for this team when he's he's a, a credible goal threat because he, he takes was, attention away. And from he was WP. left totally alone last match in isolation. Hey, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? I was to that point going to say that the like his like inability to you know do a lot on the field this last game was more a result of the you know poor central midfield yeah. so, same, I mean, same, sure. same same thing goes for Mouil I, I think that uh, are we, I mean, can we can we go just to formations from yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. take because I kind of want to talk about my you know ideal formation um, I, and I think it you know it's pretty standard Robles four in the back you know the the, the usual characters yep. and then Risen Adams uh, yep. as defensive midfielder mm-hmm. I think Tyler back, bounces back you know doesn't this game doesn't get in his head he's a type of player with the confidence that you know can he you know, he, can, he can get over this game he very get over much this said small mistake himself that he's a confident player yeah 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 despite all of this yeah and so uh, and then I think up top uh, I. I would like to see personally, um, I, uh, and I know it's a little out of position, but I'd say Royer on the left, Velo in the center, and then Kako on the right. Ooh. Uh, and then I would like Bradley up top because I think that Velo actually has you know earned his stripes in a lot of these games, um, and, and I like him in that creative midfield role. Uh, and I think that he's a type of player that Jesse can see as like mm-hmm. you know a systematic fit for that position where he can actually drop back if needed, uh, and and you know cover you know some def- you know defensive ground. And I think even to that like. To further that point, that's why you know Jesse was comfortable playing him as a last stitch right back against Orlando. Sure, uh, and so I think that that could be a, you know an appealing formation with a lot of attack, and it allows Kaku to play, you know perhaps not in the central where he's said he's liked to play, um, but having him out wide and then you know that gives opportunity for him and Royer to mm-hmm. swap wings on occasion uh, so if he does you know want to gravitate toward the left at times that he's more than welcome yeah. to do so but I think that would be a very strong attack minded formation yeah, I like I, that. I, it's definitely a, a strong attack minded formation I mean I, I I would worry a bit about stability in the, the first few minutes I think it would t- take time for that particular three to gel in the attacking midfield maybe but I mean my attacking midfield's uh, just different I think everything's the same that you said except my first like three midfielders would be Kaku, Davis, and Wheel. Mm. I think uh, for me, Royer still gets the start. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's a traditional take. That's why I called it hot. I think, yes. uh, <laughs> and that that was very hot. I guess I more or less agree with Sam's take. I think Kaku has the flexibility to do either inside or out. I guess, and all of them are supposed to switch anyway. You so know, you could like, you could start, and then you have a. If it's not working perfectly, you have a, a wealth of resources on the bench to, you know, sub Velo out with. Um, or so or I like sub Kaku out, right? Yeah. Because, like, I, I think right. that we have to go into this game and just punch him, like, right in the nose, like, early. And we need to score. And I think those types of players are the ones who can do that. Uh, and then, also, as Kaku gets into the game, and if he's tired or isn't able to provide the same, you know, defensive assurances that someone like Velo can do would over like the 90. Back on that. I think Kaku is solid defensively. I think he's okay. Yeah. Uh, he's kind but, of like a gnat. But and I, then also he's like, but I think he's that, not weak. He said repeatedly, and I, I'm not saying that you're saying this, but yeah, yeah. I, I see this out there every once in a while. The, you know, we tend to lump in attacking players with being you know, more delicate. Um, you know, the Messis and Santi Cazorlas of the world, maybe. Um, especially since Kaku's not... A, tall or big dude himself but you know Kaku said that many times that already in MLS he finds it to be less physical and less uh, demanding than in Argentina I think he can hang yeah. in that respect uh, yeah I don't I don't doubt that yeah. uh, I I guess maybe I'm just saying more to the point of uh and maybe even just I don't know when whenever I but I saw Kaku play a couple there's a, I remember a couple instances where he'd, he'd be, be he'd get beaten off the ball but then wouldn't continue to you know like press track or track back in the way that someone like Mawil is like very reliable in doing right mm-hmm. and so like I to, to that, I guess to that point like I think that if Kaku does start and Jesse is nervous and wants to close out a game he can throw somebody like Mawil in on the wing and provide more defensive stability or coverage yeah so so while you know I think as we've said been careful to say many times already today 
you know, one zero is not terrible, and you know, is arguably pretty decent. Um, you know, we we are kind of in a precarious spot here. Is if if we let up one goal, we have to score two. We have to score three. 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 Right. Yeah. Oof. Um. You know, we didn't get the away goal. Um. If we give up one, similar to how we did against Tijuana, it's going to be at least fifty percent Chivas fans rocking the building. It's not going to be like Tijuana, where you know you you could kind of hear a needle drop. I mean, there's this smattering of Tijuana fans there. Um, in that home game when they scored, and you can hear them a little bit, but it was, it was mostly pretty dead when that happened. That's yeah. not going to be the case if they score this game. I mean, I think the players, based off of their interviews, have mentally prepped for this as well, and this is a possibility. But if we do concede a goal like that and get nervous again, you know, it's it's going to be different. I mean, now to that extent, I think we might be, you know, us being against the wall a little bit might serve us a little bit better as well in the sense that I don't. I feel like that kind of nervousness that you see, that you saw uh, against Tijuana when we were 2-0 up, or against Toronto where it was even slate, is a kind of nervousness that comes from the expectation of playing up to your own demands. Yeah. And I feel like usually when we we are up against the wall, we we respond better. So I don't know. I I, but we're looking at a real situation here that we we very possibly could have to score three goals at home, and we need to win by more than one. Yeah. I mean. When we score first, we seem to score a lot. It's like, even even the Messi Orlando game, but like I, it, this comes yeah. from last season too. Like when we score first, we we do better defensively. We score more because we can high press. I mean, hell, even Tijuana at home, we still scored yeah after, three goals even so. after they scored first, right? So yeah, I mean um, Tijuana. I mean, excuse me, Chivas is going to be missing several key players. I think uh, Pereira is one of them. Um, don't don't know the others off the top of my head, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, combined, uh, I think Salcedo is going to be is like 38, and I think he's going to be one of their center backs. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I I think we have every reason in the world to take this. Right. Also, apparently they can't find the hotel room. That's funny. Has that been resolved? I I don't know. My only other experience with this, you know, when when I was down in Puerto Rico last year. I was trying to find a hotel room for our next team that was going to come down. Yeah. Granted, that was a little bit a different, bit since, different. <laughs> since you know most of the island still didn't have power. And but it was it, we were looking for basically for room for like 15 people yeah. as well, potentially for the mayor as well, so up to like 20 people. Um, so I've been there, like calling around for hotels and being like, hey, we need a, a couple rooms. They're like, okay, okay. Go on. One, two, three. You're like, 20? They're like, yeah, absolutely no way. I'm sorry. So I don't know how they, I don't know how this is usually done, but they totally screwed this up and they don't have a hurricane to. I don't know why they can't just get like hotels or like different hotel rooms in different hotels, though. Uh, I mean, I don't blame them for wanting to avoid that. Sure, at first. but like, that's not like it doesn't seem like it's too big of an issue. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like if they went even as far as like New Brunswick, that wouldn't be too bad, right? Of a drive, right? Like, surely you can get something in that area. Maybe there's yeah. like a Rutgers oh. shuttle that'll take them to Newark. <laughs> Maybe. I think they just, I don't know who was in charge, but they kept saying New York for hotels. I don't know why they were. Maybe they're just New looking York. at the Times Square just, Sheraton. I just feel like that's really not the right move. <laughs> the married Marquis. T- t- yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe we're just like, oh yeah, like the New York soccer team uh, plays in Google's uh, East Hartford, Connecticut. Okay, let's look for hotels <laughs> there. Like, <laughs> perfect. Got them right where we want them. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so that also to that end about the the environment and logistics, I will say I've noticed the team, the players themselves have been asked and have been talking a little bit about the crowd dynamics. And I think one thing that Tyler or BWP said that caught my attention was that you know it's always better to play in front of a full house than an empty one, even if everyone else is isn't your fans, and that you know they're going to try to imagine that they're cheering for you, and it's a little weird because you're at home. But, uh, I mean, there's a thing about that. Like, you are yeah. you are at home, though. Like, you know how yeah. it, but everything looks and Several feels. players had different thoughts on the issue, which all of this serves to me to point out that it, it is a factor to the players. Like, you know, when we talk about attendance, I think sometimes, yeah, attendance and atten- uh, discussions can get a little overwrought and annoying. But sometimes people, uh, you know, pop up and say, oh, this is irrelevant. It doesn't really matter. To some extent, I get what people mean. But it should, the players do notice in a way. Um, 
that that it, it's going to be a weird environment. I think I don't know what the actual makeup's going to be, but um, I guess we're going to be in the South Ward for it, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. That's that's the game to be there. Yeah. Um, what do you think the makeup's going to be? Like fifty percent, forty percent Red Bull? Ma, uh, no. Thirty-five. I'd say like yeah, maybe like sixty, seventy Chivas, and then maybe. 30 to 40 us. Yeah. yeah. Realistically, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, but like the, I guess, thing to consider is that you we'll know, be louder. We obviously. will be, the South Ward will be, you know, chanting uh, and singing for the entire 90. Yeah. Whereas Chivas fans will be, they, while they will be very, very loud, it'll only be in reaction to specific plays. Right. Uh, which I feel like is the case more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, was the case during the Olympia uh, the Olymp- leg? The Olympia fans. Every once in a while, there there seemed to be one like go-to chant that they had that would kind of erupt in little bits and pieces around the stadium. Yeah, but it still requires them to like start it up. Yeah, and, like yeah. for it to spread and like. But and I think that that will happen. But uh, to counter that, you know, we will have a very vocal, vibrant South Ward. They're bringing a taco truck though, so the Chivas, the Chivas yeah. fans. Wow, like a huge taco truck apparently. Nice. People are just going coming in from all over the place. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, I was last year I was promised a taco truck in every corner, and we didn't get that. So at least we can get that for this game. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, any any other thoughts I guess for this game? I mean, I don't know. It it's we're kind of just stuck in the doldrums here. This the last the last 180 minutes we've played have been kind of weird liminal space soccer. Every, they've been looking towards something this is like and this is it, this is it. This and is it's it. weird to it's weird that to, it's actually to get, to, to get to the terminus yeah. it's hard to think of like what life will be like for this red bulls team after this game yeah it's just like like especially if we don't get the result we need yeah like like i don't that's a very like just a very weird place to, to be in right? yeah think about so in the other leg i guess i'll say before we sign off uh you know um toronto did uh pull off a 3-1 win at home against Club America. Um, the second leg for that tie, of course, is in Mexico City, though, at Azteca. So Toronto still has some work cut out for them. They did give away an away goal. Um, but it's a possibility that if we got through, we could play Toronto again. I don't know. How, how, have your feelings updated on this other I, tie no, I, since I, the last I, time I we want, spoke? I want the, the, class, the Super Classico, right? What do you mean? Oh, it's, you mean yeah. us to do the Super Classico? Yeah. yeah. I still would rather play America. Yeah. yeah, like I, I don't want to go the easy way when it comes to this. Like I want to prove. I mean, the, I guess. I mean, if, on the we one play hand, Toronto, we'd actually have a stadium of our own fans, which would be kind of nice. But on the one hand, like it, you know, Toronto are are very very good, uh, and like they're playing very well, and like you can't discredit the the, the their first leg in this series, and then also the last series against Tigres. Um, but on the other hand, fuck Toronto, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I don't want them to succeed, yeah. and I would much rather just I think play. Uh, a team like America mm-hmm. um, and make it, it would feel almost realer um, to have right. to go down there yeah. and like just fight for our lives in Azteca yeah. as opposed to going up to BMO field and yeah. playing you know, a regular MLS getting game. in another fight in the goddamn tunnel. And like, yeah, uh, somebody, somebody, needs, this time. somebody needs to get rid of that goddamn tunnel. Fix the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Apparently, our, our go-to uh, pundit on all matters political, Bobby Warshaw, has apparently <laughs> uh, issued the edict that nobody dislikes the Canadian police, which, <laughs> citation needed, uh, Bobby. But, um, yeah, I think that TFC did get fined for their uh, did, inability. Yeah. I guess both teams got fined, yeah. but... Um, I gotta say, it's, when it comes nice. to you could omit if Piojo <laughs> is up against the Canadian police and claiming that the Canadian police are, you know, fair. I'm gonna I'm signing with Piojo every time. Sorry, but um, although I guess Piojo is not uh, immune from uh, bouts of violence himself, yeah. but no, infamously so. Yeah. So um, do we do it? I guess it's time for pred- predictions. Yeah. We uh we do we do what we did um against Tijuana we win three one I think we go up to three and they or like we go up to two they bring one back and we score another one and it's gonna be dramatic and oh, awesome that sounds dreadful that sounds <laughs> really really dreadful wow that's I'm feeling ulcer developing already <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh um can I do like a conditional prediction sure um 
Well, I so I think that if we play the lineup that I projected, because I'm like a, so- a soccer guru and write about everything, you can actually check that on all these episodes. Um, uh, I think that we would we would win. Uh, I think we'd win uh, two nothing. Um, however, I think that if we play Muil and Davis, um, uh, or try to play a five, you know, in, in a four two three one, we play Muil and Davis instead mm-hmm. of Velo and Kaku. Um, or if we try to play five in the back with somebody and Parker and Long. Mm-hmm. Um, we're what, going, about, we're what, about, what about my lineup? Uh, I don't. I, I, well, I would say that just for those two scenarios, I think that we would we're going to draw zero zero. Uh, and we we will not go through. Oh. Um, for your lineup, I think we win like seven nothing. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. I like yeah. Sam. Yeah, we're good now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a two one win and the series loss. I don't know. Uh, I'm feeling that'll be so frustrating. That'll be way more frustrating. And then the team goes into like existential crisis, implodes, gets relegated. Yeah. Uh, but then we still no. but we win the Open Cup. <laughs> So yeah. it'll just be like it'll be a fake season. I mean, as long as we make Champions League, we're gonna just How, oh through the U.S. Open. Yeah, we technically would. So it's kind of funny that winning the CCL doesn't qualify you for next year's CCL. But um, <laughs> that is kind of funny. Yeah, I don't. I I just I don't know if we're gonna be able to keep a clean sheet and then sc- scoring three goals even with blue skies is. Uh, Never easy, so yeah, I, I'm feeling two one. It kind of sounds like you're making it be like it's it's a worse result than 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 we you originally let it out to be. Then what do you mean? Like oh, it's it's going to be hard to to bring it back to cl- keep it. Oh sheet. yeah yeah no yeah fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, feeling foreboding, I guess. But uh, we'll be there on Tuesday. Why did we end on his prediction? Uh, eight. Uh, he also predicted a lot. No no no. A conditional loss. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Uh, (laughs) 8 p.m. kickoff at Red Bull Arena. Um, Have the tickets technically sold out already? I don't know. They're still advertising for it. Yeah. Like with that billboard. Yeah. Um, You know, be there, be square. Uh, Really do try to make this one if you can. I think it's the game game of the season. Unless... Or until slash unless we get to the playoffs and have, this is this is the game of the season. I mean, is this the biggest game in not not the it can't 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 be the biggest. I mean, game the 08 final history. has yeah. to yeah. be, and then the Shield US game Open in Cup 13. Final. Uh, Where I, does this rank? Though? This is more important than the Open Cup final, I would say. Um, is it more important than semi silverware semifinals and other scenarios for like the MLS Cup? I think it's more important than the New England semifinal, yeah. What about what about the the Columbus one? Um, the home leg. Y- yeah. Yes. Yeah. More important. I think all of those. I think because we'd won the Shield already, and that had lifted a little bit of the the cursed feeling. I think the thirteen Shield game is bigger than this. I think the 08 Cup final is bigger than this. I'd then, say the Open Cup final is. But bigger. then this is about it. I think. Um, I think the the gravity of playing Chivas. And like this year, the Champions League, I feel, feel it feels like a proper Champions League. Right. Um, I mean, so, we're, yeah. we're we're slightly biased in saying yeah. that like the Red Bulls are like the top one of the top two clubs in, in MLS. Right. Uh, but like you know, it, it's hard to facts. The, hard the, to hard to the, dispute the otherwise. Facts, that's for, facts. The, like, right. The fact that um, MLS teams have actually been knocking off. Liga MX teams this year, I feel like makes it feel more of like a Liga MX is getting up for it. I just yeah. said Liga MX two different ways in one sentence, but you know, <laughs> you, 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 you I was gonna let, I was yeah. gonna let you let you go. With I that, mean, but. both I guess. To, I don't know, yeah. but um, yeah, um, 8 p.m. We'll be in the South Ward for this one. Um, I guess we'll give out a, a shout out to Metro Fan TV again. Submit your Kyle Duncan videos. Uh, if if you're so inclined, and I, presumably they're also going to be recording uh, before before the match um, and after and after. Um, cool. Any other thoughts? Should we sign off? I think that that about does it. All right. See you after a win, hopefully. Okay. Shit like judo. You niggas act too cool. You a 
Pocket too big, they sumo. Pocket too big, they sumo. Tell me who the hottest motherfucker that you know. If it ain't me, you a puto. Curry gets the flame, call a nigga Prince Zuko. Swimming through the money like a flounder. I just want the knowledge and the power. Why the nigga looking at me sour? Chopper eat a nigga like chowder. Rider, 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 rider. Never gave a fuck about a dollar. More money, me, more problems. Pray for me to fall like bottom. Of a new dope, giving out bricks like Shaq at the free throw. Anybody wanna be ET? Man, y'all niggas can't see me. Out of my league, you pee wee. Pocket too big, Rakisha. Pocket too big, they sumo. Pull a nigga card like Uno. Flip a nigga shit like Judo. You niggas act too cool You and none, no Chad Hugo. Pocket too big, they sumo. Pocket too big, they sumo.